An intriguing game on Saturday night. Two teams maybe going in opposite directions. This is the Thursday crossover. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Locked On Lions and Locked On Broncos on the Thursday crossover brought to you by Prize Picks. Matt Derry, your host of Locked On Lions, Sarah Bettinger from Locked On Broncos. What an intriguing and interesting game this is going to be on Saturday night. Earlier in the year, Denver started off one and five. This looked like a nice, easy home date for the Lions, but instead, it is not going to be. This should be a very exciting game. And certainly Dan Campbell against his mentor, Sean Payton. Thursday crossover brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. Use code all lowercase lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. There in Denver, me here in Detroit. Brother, this is uh, this is definitely intriguing. How excited are you for for primetime Broncos? And man, what's this? What's six out of seven meant for uh, your show? Yeah, it's been a, an incredible couple of months as far as where, like you said, where things started for this team, kind of expecting it to be a early NFL draft talk, early free agency talk. You know, was Sean Payton the right hire? Was he worth a first round pick in that trade that they made with the New Orleans Saints? And now obviously we've seen really the impact that he's been able to make on this organization as a whole, on the roster, on player development. We've seen the staff that he brought in. You know, the injury report is short almost every week at this point, which, I mean, I guess, you know, they say when it rains, it pours. I guess whatever the opposite of that is, is happening for the Denver Broncos lately with Sean Payton. It kind of just feels like everything he touches turns to gold a little bit. And so now they've won six out of their last seven games. I think a big storyline going into this matchup against Detroit in prime time is going to be, can you keep those playoff hopes alive? Because there's just a, a huge mess of seven and six and one eight and five team there in the AFC right now. Can you differentiate yourself? Can you complete this? You know, this would be the first time in maybe ever the Broncos had a three game road trip to go two and one or better on a three game road trip. I mean, they've just, there's a lot of things that he's been putting this team in position to do this season that the franchise has never done before or hasn't done in a really long time. We thank everybody for making us your first listen, checking us out wherever you get your podcast, by the way, check out Sarah uh, in the Bron locked on Bronco show on their YouTube channel. Same here for locked on lions storyline. That's interesting for Denver here in Detroit. It's kind of the opposite, not saying everybody's panicking, not saying everybody's saying season's over. But we've hit a point now over the last four or five weeks where the Lions aren't the Lions from the start of the year. This is a team that went into Kansas City and handled the Chiefs, pushed them around a little bit, went into Green Bay, was physical, pushed them around, finished games with that running game, played physical, was off to an 8-2 and two start for the first time since the early 60s. Now all of a sudden since then, 1-2, and two, uh, uh, um, probably uh, squeaked by a Charger team they shouldn't have squeaked by, had a comeback to beat the Bears before Thanksgiving. Uh, at home after being down double digits, unacceptable, even though they won. So now people are saying, is this the game, Sarah, Saturday night for the Lions, that we get to see what the Lions at the start of the year look like, the team that everybody was crowning as NFC North champions in October. Uh, are they going to get back to playing a, 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 a cleaner, better brand of football? They've been turning the ball over like crazy lately. Goff, over his last four games, I think it's nine turnovers. 
Um, you know, you guys are a big takeaway team. This is this is an intriguing, I keep saying intriguing, but this is um this is like this is the perfect time for the Lions to play the Broncos. And I think it might be a good time for Denver to be playing Detroit, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. I think these two teams match up really interestingly because the Broncos have been susceptible on the ground this year. So if Detroit's looking to get kind of get right or get another dominant performance on the ground, this could be the team to do it against. And uh, the Broncos on the other side are looking at it as, yeah, the Lions have turned the ball over 10 times the last three games. That's kind of been the formula for success for Denver lately is creating those turnovers. Broncos have really excelled at stopping teams that try to go for it on fourth down. I know that's another area that Detroit is very, very aggressive. So it is, it does just feel like, as you said, an intriguing matchup in so many different ways. Of course, there's the, you know, the 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 master and the apprentice storyline between Sean Payton and Dan Campbell. I've heard Dan Campbell and other players like Alex Anzalone, who played for Sean in New Orleans, they've talked about that. They've talked about the mentality that Payton, they expect him to bring into this game. It's just a, it, although these two teams, they only face each other once every four years, it's kind of crazy too to think about both of these teams are going for a sweep against the other conference, right? The Broncos against the North and, and the, the Lions against the AFC West. But also, this is the first time these two teams have matched up against each other with winning records, which is bizarre to me to think about. Wow. Normally, the discussion is, you know, hey, one team's got to fight for draft positioning or both teams fighting for draft positioning at this point in the season. But hey, for these two teams to be coming together with, with actual stuff on the line is really cool. Another storyline is the Lions, and I'm going to talk about this too in the matchups, but inability to stop a running quarterback. And look, this is not Russell Wilson from 10 years ago. We know that. You know that better than anybody you watch every game. But uh, I'm going to be interested in watching how the Lions adapt defensively. This has been a defense that showed improvement earlier in the year. But again, last four or five weeks, you know, were handed a 21-0 lead against the Saints a couple of weeks ago, had to hang on. They've given up over 26 points now in five straight games, which is completely unacceptable. Um, you know, the Bears of all teams last week handled them at the line of scrimmage at times. You know, Chicago gets the opening kick, comes right down the field. They did that earlier in the year at Ford Field. Uh, Packers did that on Thanksgiving Day. So Chargers five straight possessions a couple of weeks ago with touchdowns. So the Lions have got to clean some things up defensively. There's talent there. There's guys like Aiden Hutchinson. You mentioned Anzalone's having a really good year. But um, it kind of adds to the intrigue here because I know the Broncos offense, theirs look better as of late, right? Yeah, they've they've been putting some things together. Some of those shot plays, the consistency for that offense just hasn't been there, which is another huge storyline in this game, as it has been every week. It's, you know, they've they've come through in the clutch. Russell Wilson is making some throws with a high degree of difficulty, but it's the the seemingly the easy stuff, the the hitches and the drags and the curls and the slants and things like that. That's like, where's the consistent passing attack? For this Denver offense and and because they don't have that they're not really consistently able to commit to the running game they kind of have to they almost play like you're trailing for a lot of the game because you're fighting to 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 get past the sticks on third down but there's then there's those moments during the game where you have a near eight minute drive to close out uh, uh the team last week you haven't you know the the drives before halftime where all of a sudden Samaj P Ryan and that two minute offense, they're clicking. So it's kind of a bizarre situation right now to where the offense is having success in key spots, but consistently over the course of games, Broncos fans are constantly wanting to see more and more from, especially a Sean Payton coach team. 
right, coming up next, Sarah and I will talk about what matchups are intriguing. Man, I just keep saying the word intriguing today. Uh, <laughs> but what are interesting for us and what to watch for Saturday night, prime time on the NFL Network, of course, at 8.15 for the Lions and the Broncos. We'll do that. Coming up next, we've got to tell you about our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates to as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps uh, give you the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Pretty simple. You put that hiring, uh, hashtag hiring frame around. Uh, you put your, your post your job on there. It really is easy and hassle-free. And thankfully, with LinkedIn, process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process easier and quicker. Do yourself a favor. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions to apply. Matt and Sarah back with you, Locked on Lions, Locked on Broncos. It's the Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks Denver. Over 500 at 7-6. Lions sitting at 9-4 and four right now. Detroit's still really comfortable leading the NFC North. And as Sarah pointed out earlier, Broncos now not just setting their sights on the playoff spot, but could win the division there, which is a little bit crazy. But uh, give me a matchup or two that you want to watch and keep your eye on for a Saturday night. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of the Detroit Lions this season. Of course, I've really been enjoying the, the story, watched Hard Knocks. I mean, I've, I've loved watching this team from <laughs> afar. I know for a fact that the Broncos are going to go up against probably the best offensive line that they've played all season in this game. And, and I know that Detroit, they, they do a pretty good job both in the run game and in pass protection. And that's evidenced by the fact, I mean, they're fifth in rushing they're eighth in third down conversion rate. Jared Goff been sacked 25 times, but Denver's pass rush lately has been key to them getting wins. So that's a matchup that I'm going to be looking very closely at. How does Vance Joseph scheme up some pass rush to get Jared Goff uncomfortable and to continue that streak that you talked about in the first segment where Hey, over the last four or five games here, Goff has really been struggling with taking care of the football. The Broncos are going to want to keep that going, and they're going to do a lot of unique things to bring the heat in this game. So that's a matchup that I'm watching going up against that offensive line, as well as just Ben Johnson as, as how he schemes against that pressure right, to see what he does, how many running back screens are we going to see in this game, how many times are we going to see Sam Laporta slip out and, and have a screen of his own because – in order to neutralize that pressure, right, you're going to give the Broncos certain looks that they think that they're getting, and you're going to slip guys right out from behind and try to win that way. So I'm very, very intrigued to see this Broncos pass rush, and if they're able to keep this hot streak that they're on going. They had six different players with a sack this past weekend against the Chargers, and Justin Herbert doesn't get sacked very often or hasn't got sacked very often. They knocked him out of the game. So going to be really fascinating to see how Vance Joseph schemes up that pass rush. Yeah, just to piggyback off of your your matchup um, and, and to watch, the Lions offensive line has really not played very well the last few weeks. And like you said, I think PFF, week three, four, or five, had them number one, even bypassing Philly, and said this line is clicking with Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Glasgow at right guard, and Panay Sewell. And you got a couple of guys that have been at Pro, in Pro Bowls. Jonah Jackson's a Pro Bowler. Frank Ragnow's been there. Panay Sewell was there last year. But lately, that just has not been clicking. And then the big one of the big reasons, and I said this before last week's game, I was concerned about the Bears game was Frank Ragnow being out. 
Good news is he's been back at practice this week. Just at center, he just calms everything down. And whether it's run blocking or pass blocking, they just play better when he's in that spot. But if he re-aggravates his toe, ankle, knee injury, he's had a bunch. And Glasgow, who you know very well, former Bronco, has to go back to center, and then they have to move Peyote Awoshika or Colby uh, Sorsdahl to right guard. It's a different offensive line. Taylor Decker's coming off a game, did not play very well. It was on the injury report early in the week, the left tackle. So if they can clean that up back at home, get golf in that rhythm, and for my matchup, it's simple. I mean, the Broncos are the worst run defense team in the league. 32. You, not anything, I'm not telling you, Sarah, that you haven't seen. But it, it, it's time to get back to pounding David Montgomery. Tamir Gibbs averaging, at one point the other, game, the other day, against the Bears, averaging seven a carry. But because they were trailing in that game, it turned into Goff having to stand back there in the pocket and throw. I think the Lions have got to get back to running that football with Montgomery on the inside. Gibbs on the outside, wear down that Bronco defense, leave Wilson on the sidelines, and uh, and and go about it that way, almost like old school Lions from September when they were pounding people on the ground. Yeah, and I think that is a key for them in this game, and it's been something that the Broncos have had to kind of just live with. I mean, they have put together a couple better games against the run. Los Angeles didn't do much, but they really didn't. Ha- they really haven't had anything going in the running game this season anyway. But before that, Houston, they they didn't have much success. Other than that, though, it's been a consistent stream of, hey, who's going to be running all over the Broncos this week? Is it going to be James Cook or Alexander Madison or whoever else? And it's kind of even some of those uncharacteristic candidates like Alexander Madison, who was struggling going into that game against Denver and then kind of had a get right game. So that's going to be the Achilles heel of this defense that they can't allow. What's really been bothersome for that for them in that regard, Matt, is missed tackles, especially at the second level. I mean, you guys are getting a push. Zach Allen's getting a push. DJ Jones is getting a push. Got so many missed tackles at that second level in in those games where they have struggled against the run. And I think early this season is really where the the scales kind of tipped. You know, you see the Broncos statistically, defensively, they're so bad in so many categories. And that really, I mean, I I wish I was joking about this. A lot of that had to do in those first five games where they really just got absolutely shredded by even team like Chicago that you mentioned kind of shredded Detroit a little bit early in that game. I mean, they they got the best of the Broncos. I think they had 300, 400 yards of offense by halftime in that game. It was bad. So, yeah, that run defense for Denver is a big issue. The passing attack for Denver, though, like I said, has been another issue. And going up against the Lions' pass defense, that's another matchup that I'm looking at. Not specifically like, you know, a Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton versus whoever's trying to guard them, but it's more so can the Broncos passing attack get anything going this week? It's been a real uphill battle for them. They just haven't been able to get anything clicking, even when they do have stuff clicking. Guys are dropping passes or there's penalties being called, you know, uh, offensive pass interference, guys making illegal contact. So it's been a real struggle for the Broncos passing game to get much going. Sutton versus Sutton. Could be interesting this weekend. Uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, what's he, uh, now over or close to over 700 yards receiving, which is good for him. Uh, he's always been a solid player, but it seems like he's coming on as of late, made that great catch in the end zone a couple of weeks ago, I know, on that kind of heave from, from, from Wilson. But Cam Sutton's been the Lions' best corner. Uh, right now, the Lions are very discombobulated in their secondary. Uh, Kendall Vildor, who was just signed, uh, had to play for Jerry Jacobs last week, who got benched. Tracy Walker is playing for the injured C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Got benched last week for Ify Melifonwu. 
So that's going to be a big one this weekend is, all right, you put Cam Sutton on Cortland Sutton and hope Cam is playing the way he played again early in the year when he was clearly the Lions' best corner. That's one to watch uh, as well because, like you said, this Bronco offense is not the Lions' offense in terms of weapons and, and consistency, but John Payton knows, you know, this is an offensive genius at times and has, and has been a wizard, and um, I think he'll find try to try to exploit some things that he's seen on tape the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. He will. And he's done a much better job at scheming those things up when when the timing is right. Right. You you have the right intention behind things. It's just a matter of those players going out and executing. I mean, that game against Houston that Denver lost a couple of weeks back could have been a lot different. You saw some shots being taken downfield that, hey, Cortland Sutton just dropped a pass about 50 yards downfield and that could have changed the game. Jerry Judy drops a couple of passes against the Los Angeles Chargers that could have put that game well out of reach and I think it's just at least once or twice every game you can't help but feel like the Broncos could get something going but somebody's failing to make a play if it's if it's Russell Wilson failing to see the open receiver or the receiver dropping the pass or you know the the running back not going the right direction after he catches the ball to gain enough yards after the catch it's just one thing after another so the the scheme seems to be there like you said with Sean Payton the intent seems to be there for he's not he's not holding Russell Wilson back they're not flipping the wings or anything they're taking shots downfield and they're trying to have that vertical passing attack open up the running game a little bit it's just a matter of getting those guys to make the plays consistently and the only one who's doing that lately is really Cortland Sutton how do the Broncos win this game how do the Lions win this game we'll get predictions we'll do that coming up next right here on the Thursday crossover lockdown Lions and lockdown Broncos how about our friends at Skylight Frames are you looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season we're running out of time that your loved ones will actually use and enjoy. Seriously, holiday shopping stresses everybody out. And you're looking for that gift that just that, that you know whoever you're getting it for is going to love. We want to tell you a little bit about our friends at Skylight Digital Picture Frames. Finding that perfect holiday gift can, for your partner or spouse is a challenge every year. That is why Skylight is the touchscreen photo frame you can send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds. It's a great gift for your loved one. You can even preload photos before the box is even open. That way they open it up when it's unwrapped and plugged in. Your most treasured memories will appear for them. Perfect gift for everybody. Grandparents, new parents, spouse, whatever. Touchscreen makes it easy as well. Swipe through photos, tap to see new photos sent, tap the heart button to say thank you to the sender. It's a delight to use every single day. We're confident you love Skylight, so we're going to offer free 120-day returns as well. It's simple. As a special limited time offer for our Lockdown Lions and Lockdown Broncos listeners, you get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. When you go to skylightframe.com slash lockdown, you get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash lockdown. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash lockdown. Locked on Lions, locked on Broncos. Matt Derry, Sarah Bettinger with you as we get ready for Detroit and uh, Denver. Uh, teacher and pupil here, Sarah. Should be interesting. You got to mm-hmm. figure, and Dan Campbell said this early in the season. Someone asked Dan Campbell, I think it was on one of the morning shows here, man, what's going on with your buddy, Sean Payton? They just gave up a 70 burger. And he said, he'll have them ready. Trust me, when they come to us, they're going to be ready. They're going to be good by then. And he was right. I mean, I can only imagine what your show sounded like after the Dolphins. Game. Oh my gosh. 
Oh man. Yeah. I was getting texts from, from people after that game and checking in. Like, it's like, it's like you lost a pet or something. It's like, Hey, you doing all right? Uh, you know, are you, are you doing okay? I, it, that was brutal. That was one of the worst things I think, but it, it serves as a great kind of before and after, right. For this, this season, for this team. And it serves as a stark reminder of just like where this team was and what Sean Payton had to rebuild in a way. Like, yeah, they, the team was playing horribly at the time, but you lose a couple of bad apples. Remember the narratives at the time? <clears throat> I don't know how close attention you were paying, but remember Frank Clark gave back money to the Broncos to get out of there, and people are saying, like, oh, he's giving them money to get out of there. It's so bad. In reality, it was the players that were stinking up the place, and, and I think Sean Payton recognized that. <clears throat> so it really is just... It's not a tale of two halves anymore at this point. That was the first five, six games of the year. Now we've got... We're, we're eight games removed and and it feels like this team has has totally legitimized itself like Dan Campbell saw it coming I know Deion Sanders made comments and other coaches were like yeah Sean Payton he'll he'll figure that thing out I'm not worried about and he really has so it's just been a test of patience for Broncos fans who are one of the most impatient fan bases in the league <laughs> and but now to see that it's it's come to fruition I think man, they're about ready to build Sean Payton a statue if he brings this team to the playoffs. All right, so I'll start here. How do the Lions win? You mentioned it before. The turnovers have been a big problem lately. Uh, you know, three to nothing last week with the Bears, and the last one was just a golf kind of floater at the end of the game, just getting rid of the ball. But the Lions have to win the turnover battle this week, and it's so basic, and it's like, well, duh, but they can't afford with, with these all these turnovers, and the Broncos are the best takeaway team in the league. So Lions aren't great at taking the football away either, which is interesting. And uh, so I think for the Lions, they've got to take care of the football. We mentioned running the football before, and they got to get their crowd into it. This can't be another game where the Lions kick the football off and the other team goes down and scores uh, with ease to start a game. Chicago did it twice. Like I said, Green Bay on Thanksgiving Day just completely deflated that balloon on Thanksgiving Day at Ford Field. Home game under the lights. Uh, it's indoors. The lights are on at a one o'clock game. You know what I mean? Night game, dark outside as you enter the stadium. Um, and I think the Lions have got to just, their crowd has to play a factor and, and, and bother Russell Wilson and that Bronco offense. We have the defense kind of set and into it. Um, and those are the kind of ways I think the Lions can, can get this win. How do you see it for Denver? Yeah, I think on the other side, you obviously don't want the Lions to run all over you defensively for the Broncos. That's the that's the key to this defense's success right now is making sure that teams aren't able to run the ball all over you because it sets up the strength of your defense, which is rushing the passer and playing great coverage and creating those takeaways. So if Detroit's running the ball well, they're going to be able to play ball control, limit possessions for an offense that already needs um, extra possessions to get ahead in games. You want to make sure that they're not running all over you, but also for the Broncos in this game, man, not only do you have to convert third downs and get down into the red zone, but once you get to the red zone, you've got to convert those opportunities into touchdowns and not field goals against a team like Detroit that's capable of, as we've seen a number of times, you know, putting 35-plus on the board more frequently than, I mean, most teams in the NFL over the last couple of years. They are uh, capable of exploding offensively at any given time. So if you're the Broncos, you want to make them play from behind. And and like you said, I mean, some of these things are, are obvious, right? But at the same time, it plays into that strength like we talked about, the pass rush for Denver. You want to make Detroit play from behind. You want to rattle Jared Goff, get him off his spot. 
and force him to kind of be a playmaker out there instead of staying on schedule. And that's where I think the Broncos have really excelled lately. But can they do it against this Detroit team that, like you said, needs to get back on track? And I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you think they do it? Do you think Denver keeps this going? Or do you think the Lions get right at home? I think, you know, I always I always like to go into the game with the mentality of what is, you know, I, I think the Broncos can win. I, I do think this is a winnable game for them. I think a few weeks back, you kind of circled this one as, ah, it's iffy. But with the way Detroit's played lately, you kind of feel like you have a chance to kick them while they're down a little bit if you're the Broncos. And of course, like I said, Detroit, they're capable of coming out any given week and exploding offensively. I think they can beat anybody, as we saw from game one of this season. I mean, you beat Kansas City in their house. You can do pretty much anything or beat pretty much anybody. So definitely don't think this is going to be an easy game by any means for the Broncos. But I think they can keep this heater going a little bit. And I think they can go on the road and get a win. I really like the way Denver's playing from a physical standpoint, too. When I've watched the Broncos, they're mauling people. Uh, they're hitting hard. I know Kareem, Jack, Kareem Jackson hits hard in, a, in an illegal way. Uh, yeah. But uh, regardless, you know that he's there. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that that is something I think Dan Campbell will tell the guys in terms of, look, if, if we don't come out and, and establish our will and play physical brand of football that we played, you know, maybe before the Charger game, they're going to push us around. I don't think the Lions will let that happen. But I also think that they're going to give up some points again. Uh, I know Vegas had this open as like a three and a half point uh, uh, spread, and now it's up to about five, five and a half some places. So someone, somebody knows something. I'll take the Lions, but I see kind of a 31-27 game where it'll be close again, but the Lions, uh, the Lions get it done. That's kind of where I'm going. Yeah, I could see something like that to where they pull it out late. It'll be interesting to see if uh, if this game turns into a defensive battle or if it's a, a shootout because the Broncos have been in a couple of both this season. They've been in some really low-scoring games that they've had to kind of grid out at the end like the Buffalo game. Then they got into a shootout against a team like Chicago earlier this season. So we haven't seen much of that, though. I think if it does get to shootout status, that's where you kind of really feel like the Broncos would be at a disadvantage because that's not really their game. They're not really the type that, they, hey, we can just go out there and we can we can put together a two-minute scoring drive if need be. They kind of need to be more methodical. So I think if Detroit can get out to a two-score lead quickly in this game, it could get out of hand for the Broncos if, if that happens. Sarah, great to see you. Thanks so much for uh, uh, doing this, uh, my friend. Uh, the Thursday crossover was a lot of fun and uh, a fun Saturday night. Absolutely. You guys, too. Sarah Bettinger, the host of Locked on Broncos. Follow him on Twitter at Sarah, B-E-D-I-N-G-E-R. And Sarah, by the way, is S-A-Y-R-E. Check out his stuff on Twitter and everything that they do over at Locked on Broncos. Those guys do a great show. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. Friday, he's tomorrow. Both of us will have those on our subsequent shows right here. Locked on Lions and Locked on Broncos. Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks.